0: This episode of the Restoration Today podcast is brought to you by Actionable Insights. Actionable Insights is the restoration industry's leading educational nonprofit, helping contractors and carriers settle claims on the daily. Go to getinsights.org. Hey there, thank you for checking out a special episode of the Restoration Today podcast. Today we are talking cat work and catastrophic loss after Hurricane Ida hit the Gulf Coast. I am joined by J.P. Corpy and Jerry Harwell. They are both from K-Factor. Um, we are talking more about um, the insurance side of things today. So J.P., I'm going to toss it right over to you. Share, us, share a little bit about your background, both as a restorer and now a public adjuster.
1: Well, hey, thanks for having me. Um, my name is J.P. Corpy. I am the owner and founder of K-Factor Advocates. Uh, K-Factor is home based out of Montana, but we have people scattered through uh, the upper Great Lakes region. Um, I am a prior restorer. I own a restoration company out of northern Wisconsin and northern Minnesota, um, which I had moved on out of. And currently I'm working as a public adjuster, better known as an advocate for the insured. And uh, today we also have Jerry on, so I will turn it over to Jerry.
0: Perfect. Hi, Jerry. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background on the insurance side of things?
2: Yep. So I'm Jerry Harwell. I work with JP at K Factor. I'm a senior coverage specialist, um, you know, specializing in you know, finding coverage as a public adjuster. Um, I've got 36 years of insurance, um, experience in, the, on the company side as, um, in marketing, underwriting claims and management. So I, as people say, I have the trifecta. Um, um, So I've got, you know, multiple sides of experience. Um, The last, you know, last 10 years or so I was in claims and that's where I um, met JP when he was on the restoration side and we, we, we clicked pretty good and I retired in March and now um, hooked up with JP and doing some little bit of work for him.
0: I don't know if that sounds like you were tired. You were tired, but you know, you're working. I'm not sure about that, but okay, we'll go with it. So JP, why did you transition from the restorer side of things to the PA side?
1: That's a great question. Um, on the restoration side and in and the insurance industry, primarily you see two sides. You obviously see the corporate side, the carrier side, and the restoration side, but we've kind of missed this middle piece, the insured. What do we do about this? This group of people out here that's kind of stuck between the two tug of wars in some aspects. Um, so really, I got into it to be an advocate, to be a voice for them, to understand and help interpret what are they dealing with, to explain to them what is the next steps, to explain to them, you know, it's going to be okay, we're going to get this walked through and, and uh, try to help them through that process.
0: Okay. All right. So Jerry, can you talk a little bit about what a claim would look like if it's like a, a large loss claim or something um, where it's, it's a complicated loss that needs to be dealt with? What does that look like on the claim side of things?
2: So on the claim side of thing, every claims adjuster has an authority limit, both both claim size and check size uh, payment size. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so that's one thing I think people need to be cognizant of. Um, You know, if usually if it's over a certain size, it has to go to a manager. And then sometimes um, you get the home office people involved and sometimes that's when it can get sticky.
0: Okay. All right. So what kind of partnership does a public adjusting firm have with the, I know that the, the partnership really is with the homeowner or the property owner, but how can maybe a public adjuster and, or an advocate and a restorer work together in a cat situation like IDA? That can kind of be for either of you.
1: Well, I'll look at it from the aspect of the an advocate, especially like ourselves, who have a very deep restoration background. We can speak the same language as the restorers. We can really help understand and, and quantify what they're trying to do. So there's not this lack of communication between the entire party once you start bringing in that home office and we start bringing in the insured. Once you start bringing in um, the re- restoration contractors, we can actually help facilitate and communicate and that's really where a lot of the breakdown happens at
0: okay Jerry anything you want to add to that one
2: I guess, yeah I guess just from from the opposite side with with my experience just um, you know dealing with um, a restoration c- contractor as a PA I can help them along you know um, work with them to help them understand you know the company' side of what they're going to need um, to pay this claim, you know, dry logs and everything else, because the insurance company always asks the question, you know, was that necessary and why? Mm -hmm. So, you know, help them get their ducks in a row and everything else when the claim is presented to the insurance company. So it's, you know, it's, you know, the company has everything they need so they can, you know, get it approved or ask intelligent questions.
0: So what are some t- steps that should be taken on the advocate side? And well, let's talk the restorer side. On the side of the restorers, what are some steps that they can take so that if a public adjuster comes into a loss that they're working on, there's a good, cohesive working relationship between both parties and it's not, you know, there's not tension or whatever. It's really working at the, in the best interest of the property owner.
1: I think up front, it is really set as an initial platform. We have to assume that the other side has honest intents. Are truly out for the client that everybody's client, the insured, right? Um, is if we walk into that with this, while wow, they're out for this purpose or out for that purpose, other than the honest and pure intent of getting them indemnified and returned to pre-loss condition, then it can be tense. Um, I believe that is if everybody walks into these with pure intentions. I think they go pretty smooth.
0: Yep. So Jerry, if, if a restoration contractor comes onto a property and that maybe that property owner is getting pushed back from their carrier or something saying you need to go this way, use this carrier or whatever. How can a restoration contractor be an advocate on the claim side of things to help that homeowner get proper restoration services or like the contractor that they want?
2: Well, that, that's, that's how me and JP hooked up when I was an adjuster and he was in mitigation. We hit it off. You know, I knew he was, um, you know, there for the right reasons. But the main key is communication. You know, if the, um, the mitigation contractor, you know, should, you know, try to communicate as much as possible with the adjuster to make sure that, you know, you can agree scope and everything else and that the adjuster knows, you know, what's going on and what you're doing. That way, you know, when they get the bill, there's, there's less questions.
0: So, okay. So on that note, JP, when you see estimates that are created by restoration companies, what are some popular like line items or things you see are missing or overdone or something like that? Like areas where contractors could pay a little bit more attention to their estimates, especially if they're in cap mode.
1: You know what? I don't really see a lot of that. Really, what I see is the documentation behind the line items. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of these guys that throw in line items, they didn't just say, Hey, there's a button. Let's hit that. There's a reason that line item is there. Uh, The big thing is, especially when we're in the frenzy of the cat, let's make sure we document it. How come put an F9 note, put an attachment, put a PDF, let's document these files so that when I'm helping you guys, I have what I need to sit down and and walk these files through.
0: So what is some of the most helpful documentation that you're finding now in the industry? Is it like Matterport, DocuSketch, um, just lots of good pictures? I mean, what kind of technology are you seeing that's kind of key right now?
1: You know, I think all of it, I, I think that the more documentation I have, I don't care whether it's, you know, digital moisture readings, I don't care whether it's photos, I don't care if it's PDFs, I just, whatever it is, the more documentation I have that substantiates what you're asking for, the more I can help justify it and walk this through. So uh, to say that there's one better than the other, I don't think so. But without, without, without it, I struggle. I need the information in order to walk these files through
0: okay all right okay so before we wrap this up jerry do you have anything else you want to add from the insurance and the claim side of things
2: i would just say you know like like you said documentation is is the key i know um some mitigation contractors actually have numbers on their um on their units Mm -hmm. and they take pictures of numbers so there's no question how many units were there Mm -hmm. um like that another another thing that's that's um often overlooked in estimates is you know um omitting door and window openings on rooms you know that's a big thing for carriers is that they want to make sure that those are omitted especially on the restoration side not necessarily mitigation but you know omit omit doors and windows because then you get an accurate you know dimension of what needs to get painted or drywall replaced and things like that
0: Okay. Okay. All right, JP, anything else you want to add?
1: Yeah, I think um, when we take a look at the accuracy, I think the accuracy is super crucial because once I get a file is is if the carrier that I'm working to try to get this thing settled through starts punching a hole here and a hole there, all of a sudden it brings in my entire estimate into question. Um, As if we can write a clear, concise estimate with documentation, everything bulletproof, so there's no questions to be asked. Once they get three quarters of the way through, they start to, they're like, yeah, we get where this is. But is right out of the gate, they start punching holes and it's downhill from there.
0: Okay, perfect. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know this is going to be a great resource. Be on the lookout for more content um, talking about wildfires and other things from JP coming in the future. I really appreciate your time, gentlemen. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. For more restoration
2: today, visit our website, cnrmagazine.com.